Hey, everybody. My guest today is Joe Trippi. Joe is one of the greats of democratic political consulting in this country. He was the manager of Howard Dean's Breakthrough Campaign, which essentially founded digital campaigning in America. So if you're getting those emails with a urgent deadline, chances are Joe invented them for better and for worse. He is a very wise guy. He really understands the Democratic Party and understands American politics at a level that I think you're going to find really interesting today. He's also one of my senior colleagues at the Lincoln Project. Joe joined us to bring a Democratic voice into what is a room full of Republican folks and ex-Republican folks. And it's really had a great chemistry for the Lincoln Project in general because it lets us speak to both sets of the big media and political silos in this country. There was also maintained what was called an enemies list. Democrats want Republicans dead. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. The women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions. On January 6th of 2021, you had tens of thousands of people peacefully protesting. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified. It's not a right-wing conspiracy theory. It's not QAnon. It's real. <laughs> I'm Rick Wilson, and this is The Enemies List. All right, Joe Trippy, welcome to The Enemies List. I'm delighted you could make the time to come on today. Really excited to talk to you about a whole bunch of things. But mostly, I want to lead out with a question a lot of our listeners are really curious about. Where do you see the state of the 2024 election, both the Republican primary and the general election as it's starting to shape up. I know it's almost a year and a half out, but uh, I wanted to get your take on on those two big questions. Uh, well, look, look I, I think the the uh, primary or whatever we want to call it on the uh, on the mega controlled GOP side of things uh, is is over. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. I just think uh, it's a, all sort of fantasy land that DeSantis or Hilly, you know, any any Nikki, any of them are. Are are going to be anything but but just roadkill roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Great minds think alike. Uh, you know, and I don't see that that changing. I don't see it. it, it you know, er, everything. Uh, and you and I've talked. We've talked about this. I mean, everything that 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 we, we you know that we've looked at and said, like, how can these people believe that Trump isn't doesn't own the the party that the the mag cult hasn't it's it is the party now you know and mm -hmm. uh, um and and no matter what happens indictments whatever he, he will use it uh to his advantage and i i always thought that desantis was overrated uh wouldn't play well over time i mean his personality who he is it's just yeah I, it, it's it that's not going to fly either so on, on that side of thing i think it, it's it's uh you're far, far more likely that that Trump is going to be the nominee uh, um, in 2024, uh, and I, I think any until we see some something different, which is not going to happen in this party. Look at how everybody, even even the op, what we would have thought were the optimists, kind of positive folks like Nikki Haley or, or Scott, have have gone to the dark, right to the dark right. side, you know. Following Trump and, and DeSantis down the dune drain on the on the the Democratic side, I just I just don't see um, uh, anything other than Biden uh, running. He should. He's done a great job, I think. 
And I think uh, the party is going to coalesce or is already coalescing and will continue to coalesce around him. And by the way, I think, uh, again, um, he is the most likely uh, not only to, to, to run and, and win, but to, to, to be the counter, the contrast to Trump um, that, that uh, would get some of those Bannon line voters to, to, to come over and vote, vote democratic in, in the 2024 election. So I actually think both of these are sort of, you know, locking in. Right. Um, and it'll be more clear. You know, I think that's, I think that's right. And I'm, I'm curious, like, how do you rate Biden as a president so far? I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. I think he's actually surprised me with competence and, 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 Given the environment in D.C., he seems like he's actually accomplished more than I thought he could in the face of an unbelievable opposition so far. Well, I mean, look, he's accomplished more in the first two years than just about any president in modern you know, yeah. times that I can yeah. think of. Uh, uh, and a lot of it uh, somehow uh, was with a few bipartisan votes even. To, I mean, you know, in, a, in a time when, as you said, just unprecedented opposition um, – you know, a 50-50 Senate, and he was still able to accomplish more than most presidents uh, in his first two years. Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, and, and the, the thing, Rick, that I think is more important is a lot of the things that he accomplished or got passed in uh, the first two years are not going to become apparent or only now being com- becoming apparent to people. In other words, he passed, a, a, he passed something that caps insulin at $35. Right. Uh, and that only started in January. Um, I mean, and you're now just seeing all the companies come on board and say, yes, only $35. So, th- you know, that's a, a massive accomplishment. People are paying thousands of dollars for for their insulin. Uh, they have a cap now at 35 and I, And I think those people are only now in February, March of this year, starting to feel that. The same as the infrastructure bill, all those projects uh, and building and the jobs that those are that those, those projects will create are are starting now. So I think, um, uh, look, you've got the banking thing going on. I mean, the, there's all kinds of yeah uh, externalities. Uh, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, which we said last year. You like, there's three or four things that can happen here. External events definitely um, have Im- have you know have, uh, the the invasion uh, of Ukraine by Putin was an externality. I mean, all these things impact things, but I think all the points to Biden's numbers going up, um, people, and I, I agree with you, by the way, one of the things I think that, that helped in 2020 was the contrast between outrageous anger, um, you, you know, bitter resentfulness coming out of, uh, out of Trump and sort of calm, the old guy. I keep saying this. We should start re- uh, referring to to Biden as the old man. You know, in, I, endearing. I kind of, you know, the, I kind of love the, that. I mean, it, wouldn't that? I, in some ways, like, you like you own it. You almost make it make it make it light yeah. instead of this sort of muttering. And we hear this a lot from uh, activists. We hear this a lot from donors. Yeah. It's like, Biden's so old. I'm like, well, Trump ain't much. Old, Trump, yeah. Trump ain't much younger, and uh, he's not insane uh, compared to Donald Trump. So I'll take the uh, old, not not insane guy. Yeah, yeah. And, the, the, and you kind of like get look the next jobs report. 
geez, the old man really knows what he's doing right. when it comes to kids. You know, it's like, well, I, you know, I just you know, that'd be a much smarter way for all of us to. I, to, I like to, it a lot. I think it's really smart. Opponent, and, you know? Well, and you know what? And, and Biden is, you know, it's that old age and wisdom will overcome youth and skill joke. Um, like, yeah. uh, during the State of the Union, when he walked them into the trap on Social Security and just sprung it, you could tell, like, this is a guy who's played the game for a while. This is a guy who knows where yeah. all the where where all the where all the, the bodies are buried, yeah. and um, and I, yeah, I just think, I think that I think you're right. I mean, I think the 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 accomplishment things. It's hard sometimes for presidents and candidates to run on a straight accomplishment thing. But given where we were when he came in, COVID, economic chaos, oh, yeah. uh, a, a country that had been on the verge of civil war, you know, I think there's a lot of predicates there for him to say. Yeah, this is steady, wise leadership. Um, you know, I'm not. I know. I know. I'm not going to be here forever, but I've got the juice still to make this thing work for a couple more years and uh, and go from there. Support for Rick Wilson's The Enemies List comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash Wilson. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash Wilson. Odoo. Modern management made simple. I was just going to say, I saw this. The, one of the reasons I thought Biden was always going to be the nominee in 2020 and win uh, and defeat Trump in, in, uh, that year um, was something that I'd seen in California in the Jerry Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jerry Brown, after eight years of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, you, you know, and this isn't a hit on Arnold, but just the, the budget messes and everything sure. that had, had happened. Um, and flamboyance, you know, his flamboyant, uh, and, and very, you know, you know, uh, big personality people wanted somebody who just was stable, you know, stable and, and of, you know, of all things, governor moonbeam, right. You, you know, was in juxtaposition to, to Arnold was, was like perfect, you know, I mean, in terms of age, maturity, all that. And I thought the same thing, uh, and I still think that contrast is serving Biden and and uh, and his administration well, particularly given uh, that the, the you know the, the the chaotic four years of of, of Trump, right? Um, and and the division that he that he still uh, stokes every day in his authoritarian you know grab. Um, isn't it isn't it amazing? Could you ever imagine? Could you ever imagine Joe Biden waking up and saying, "Hey, today I'm going to say that death and destruction will reign if an investigator yeah. uh, brings a case against me"? I mean, I can't. It's like even after seven years in this thing against Trump, I still have not lost the capacity to be shocked by how transgressive and how much of an asshole the guy is. No, but also just the whole the whole insanity of the argument. So you, you, the first argument. Uh, on the uh, you know on the hush money thing was you can't you can't indict indict a sitting president you have to wait so they wait four years now it's why did it take so long to bring these this indictment when it when it comes I mean it's just it, it is amazing it, and they'll eat it up it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's no logic it's just it's just 
you know, it, it's just power and, and uh, whatever it takes to keep um, dear leader, you, you know, uh, uh, they'll, they'll accept it. It's it just, really, it's absolutely, amazing. it really is something. And again, it's like, it's like, there's a certain modesty about Joe Biden that's always been there. And I, I mean, look, folks, yeah. to, to contextualize it, I met Joe Biden when he was a U.S. senator and I was a young asshole aide uh, in the Defense Department, you know, a billion years ago. And I remember being on a codel and the guy was just you know, just nice to deal with. You know, he was just a decent guy. He didn't he didn't come across as an asshole. He's like, where are you from? Where are your people from? That sort of thing. And it was it was it's always been striking to me. It's like and, and again, I think. I think you're you, you're right. It was predictable that he would be the guy to take the nomination in 20, even though everybody at the time was like, oh, it's going to be Bernie. It's going to be Elizabeth Warren. Um, and I think that's why I think he has a really good chance to win in 24. He is still, you know, a, a pretty normal guy. And it's really hard for these guys to make Joe Biden into, he's a corrupt communist. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, but also the whole thing is like, you know, it, it, speaking as a Democrat, it, it, you know, as we went into that, that year, you know, there was a huge, you know, sort of outcry in the party. We need bold. We need to be big. Right. We need to, you know, and, you know, folks, after four years of, of Trump, the country wanted calm. They uh-huh. did not. I mean, it's like, I saw, so I saw like Elizabeth Warren. I mean, they all had, you know, making their case and, and, you know, on some issues you might agree with this one or that one, but in the end, they, the, the country was not yearning, uh, um, for big, bold, uh, dynamic chain, you know, like, like counter, mm-hmm. they just wanted, please just, just give me somebody who can get, get, and this was the same thing that happened in Calvin. Just show, give me somebody who can keep the lights turned on in the white house. And that's who I want. And, and right. then, Joe Biden came in and he's done a hell of a lot more than just keep the lights on. He kept the country moving, created these more jobs than any president in the first two years. I mean, just, I mean, that's, you know, that to me, it, amazing things. That I almost feel like the White House undersells that story sometimes, Joe. Like this economic, yeah. this economic boom is insane. The, the, the wages are rising, jobs are rising and, and it's been consistent. They, they really did break the, the sort of uh, of of malaise after COVID, and not just break it. I mean, the, the the jobs reports keep coming in over and over, and they're just they're just blowing the doors off. Yeah, no, and I think what's happening here, and I don't think that's going to stop with the infrastructure bill kicking in now, and that and and those those projects happening, right. and you know, you know, and and so I I think you know we'll we'll see. Um, you know whether there's a, a, a the the soft landing happens or or, or not, but I, I right. think it in a lot of ways. It, you know, look, you're always dealt the presidents are dealt you know hand, economic and other hands oh, yeah. that they they they've got to wrestle wrestle with. Um, no one, I I don't know who out there in either party could have handled the hand um, that Biden was dealt after right. you know Trump left. Right. Uh, I mean, everything from January 6th, all that stuff, the pandemic and come out of it, um, whether we go, whether there is a, re- a shallow recession or not, there's no one who would have, who, who could have gotten us here today right. um, uh, better than, than Biden. And that, that's not a, I mean, literally, I don't know anybody else in our party, in the Democratic Party, who could have 
who we could have nominated in 2020. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I heard from somebody yesterday, a, a Republican staffer um, who works for a, a senator. I can't, I, I'm not going to bust the person out on this, but they said to me, you know, my boss every day regrets that he can't work with this president. And I was like, God yeah, damn. Well, I'm like, just step the fuck up and do it because come on. Yeah. And, and this is not a person, by the way, this is not a Senator, by the way, anybody would think is some sort of fainting violet, uh, lib- liberal Soros shill. This is a conservative person. And, and, and it, and it's, it would, it would, it would surprise people who it is, but I have to protect my person, my, my sources identity on this, but they were like, this is, you know, he's just, it's, it's nuts and bolts stuff. And if Washington could break the spell of Trump, we would be back to nuts and bolts stuff. And Joe Biden's a kind of a nuts and bolts guy. He's kind of a, you know, he understands the system. Well, he's a lot like, you know, it's very interesting. It's like LBJ knew how the Senate and everything mm-hmm. worked on the, you know, and, and Biden has that skill set. I mean, and then For he's sure. got the, I mean, I think though that, that what that gets to Rick is, is again, the whole thing of, of, People being held, it's the parties, the Republican Party under MAGA is now hostages and hostage takers. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So um, here we are, the whole reason things aren't getting done uh, that could be. I mean, because Biden could, yep. uh, There, I'm sure there are a lot more senators uh, than the one you're yep. talking about um, uh, who would w- work together, find some common ground, get some things done, actually uh, in common purpose. Um, yeah. It, uh, except for the fact that they're so damn afraid of that base yep. and Trump that they will gladly enable it and, and, um, and give it, uh, and give it air and oxygen. And yep. that's the, uh, that's where that party has gone there. The, the people who think you can, I, I think that there's some way you can moderate it and get it back. It's gone. Yeah, no, that it, that, it, is, it, it really is. And 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 again, this person's not a not not. It's not Mitt Romney. It's not somebody they think is a liberal. This is a conservative right. leader who, who, like all of them, you're right. They're terrified of a primary. They're terrified every day of a primary. There's nothing they fear more, and they see that the crazies are going to win primaries. They may lose the general, but they're going to win the primaries. I mean. I know Mitch McConnell. Don't, don't you think McConnell right now is sweating like crazy over Kerry Lake getting in know. and Mastriano getting back in and all that? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I, I'm actually kind of trying to figure out what's going on with McConnell. He's sort of, yeah, he's, I mean, he's I know off the radar, and they've gone radio silent 
it's it, yeah, and other people are holding the meetings and yeah. things. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm hope he's doing okay, but um, it's hard then to understand where he because you don't see him, right. um, you know, actively right now uh, uh, dealing with this stuff. But yeah, I think it's their worst nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the things I've I've observed that is causing a little bit of consternation with some progressives is Biden is you know sort of assertively moving to the center left right now for the for the general election to win back some of those softer Republicans and some of those conservative-leaning independents. Give us a read on where you see that strategy going right now and 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 what it's going to mean in the general election. Uh, look, I think, I think um, Biden and, and Democrats writ large, we do well um, when we move more towards the center, Biden being the perfect uh, president to do that. I mean, that's who he really is. So- I think it's really important that we we don't um, give the you know what fuels Trump is things like defund the police and right you know all, all those kinds of they look we've got different wings of our party <laughs> just like the, like <laughs> like you know when the you know like the the GOP does unfortunately the GOP is now only one wing it's MAGA um, uh, the we still have. Uh, you know, very legitimate uh, policy changes or reforms that, you know, different wings are mm-hmm. demanding in, in, in the party. But but I think Biden has staked out, in the, uh, particularly on, you know, the things like the CHIPS Act and, and uh, plants being built in Ohio and Arizona. Right. I mean, <laughs> basically, I think the one thing that the party, we've always fought uh, for white working folks, but I think we've always done a pretty bad job of, of communicating that and making those policies, you know, clear. And I think Biden is the exact, I mean, he is Scranton Joe. Right. Um, Right. You know, and so I think, I think it's more a movement, a a move to get to um, uh, put a spotlight on who we're fighting for uh, that that I think for a long time felt neglected, at least in the way Democrats talked about it, and I think uh, that's going to be important for the party writ large in in twenty twenty four. Look in in twenty twenty, once the defund the police thing started happening, yeah. I'm not saying that Doug Jones in Alabama that we had any real chance of being reelected there. No, but after but that. after that happened, we had none. And so I think, look, Joe Biden um, knows where he is. He's in the center uh, uh, left of the uh, and towards the center of the of the party. We've always, by the way, done really well. Yeah. If when we when we've nominated those, whether it was Bill Clinton or, or Jimmy Carter. Well, you know, and, and, and here's a, the, the funny thing is, and I'll never forget this. I was in a focus group in 2007, very late in the year, and we played a bunch of Barack Obama clips and. The, and the focus group audience was like, he sounds like a sort of, you know, he doesn't sound like a crazy communist. He sounds like a suburban Republican. I was like, right. oh, fuck, <laughs> we're done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done. Well, I mean, it's also just, look, the, the reality is, is the, 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 the places that we're going to have to win in uh, uh, 2024. And I'm not, and I'm talking about, Electoral college, right, places, right, right, right. I'm not talking about, you know, it's not California, New York. It's not, it, it, you know, it's not Idaho. <laughs> uh, it, 
no, it's it's places like you know like like Georgia and Arizona, um, Wisconsin, and um, uh, and I think Joe Biden represents and leads a a philosophy of a party that can win those 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 those, those places. But also, look, we got John Tester yeah. in Montana up for re-election. Thank, thank I mean, God he stuck in. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not gonna. Um, you, you know, you're not going to win those um, those states with Bernie Sanders as your nominee. I mean, it's just just a fact. You know, just a fact, folks. You can also tune into Joe Trippy's outstanding podcast, That Trippy Show, also here on Resolute Square. I really recommend it. It is a lot of fun and a lot of insight. And uh, and Joe, who was the latest guest? Who did you have on this week? Uh, well, we have Simon Rosenberg. Oh, he's so uh, good. A, a lot, but- uh, but we're coming up. We're going to have uh, the chairman of the Wisconsin Democratic Party on to talk about the Supreme. Uh, oh, that's Supreme. That's Court a hell of a that's there. a hell of a battle up there. So, well, Joe Trippy, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. We uh, we talk almost every day, but I like I like the fact that we got a yeah. chance to give the uh, the audience a little perspective uh, on where we're at coming up into the twenty four. Yeah, and race. it's a lot. And I and I enjoy being being on the enemy's list and not being on the enemy's <laughs> list. Never, my friend, never. All right, Joe, thank you so much for coming on, and we will talk to you again soon. I know sometimes it's boring to have Donald Trump pop up on this list so often, but if he would stop being such an egregious prick all the time, it would be easier to not put him on the enemy's list. But of course, he is. He did a big rally over the weekend in Waco, Texas. Now, that big rally was a farrago of the usual Trump aggrievement syndrome. All the complaints, all the whining, all the bitching about all the oppression he faces and how he's the most put-upon person in the history of mankind. But it was also a rally where he used footage of the January 6th attacks uh, as part of his sing-along with the J6 prison choir to try to rewrite the history of it. And it strikes me that, you know, Donald Trump, as much as you are, are eager to get in the campaign fight, as much as you are eager to get on the campaign trail, once in a while, a shred of awareness would go a long way. But you picked Waco, first off, for all its usual grotesque symbolism in American culture. Uh, and then you go out and you're you're doing these propaganda videos with the January 6th terrorists. And that's what they are. But you know, Donald, there is one thing about this that's actually kind of great. It really helps us draw the line even brighter. It really helps us draw an even sharper division between your unfaithful, unpatriotic, repulsive vision of America where you take power by force and you become the agent of retribution for your horde and a democracy that functions and a, and a functioning constitutional republic. And again, Donald, as always, when you're on the list, I will not tell you to get your shit together. It is genetically, physically, morally impossible for you to do so. But Donald, you are in fact on the enemies list for your ridiculous Waco rally. This has been the enemies list. And if you've been enraged or engaged or enlivened by this week's episode, let's do something about it. This podcast is part of Resolute Square, a new front in the war to preserve democracy. We were looking for a place to fight back against the MAGA media, and this is it. In addition to this podcast and many others, each week 
Resolute Square members will sit down with me and other founders for an intimate meeting of the minds, talking about what's really going on behind the curtain of American politics and analyzing the minds and the motivations of the people that are shaping this country's future, good and bad, along with exclusive analysis and insight from our newsletters, which are anything but conventional wisdom. And yes, we'll also have merch to make the MAGA heads in your life furious and more. Become a partner in this fight at ResoluteSquare.com slash enemies. And folks, if you could like, subscribe, and rate the podcast, I would be enormously grateful. And I cannot tell you how grateful and how heartfelt your support has been for this podcast and for these conversations. And we look forward to many, many more. Thanks again. And remember, whatever you do, stay off the list.